if it is something that goes against the divine law, the natural law, and what God constituted us to be, then it is still the main abomination. No matter how much you try to sugarcoat it, such ideology, it is not compatible with the will of God. And therefore, as Christians and people of goodwill, we need, if we want to have a very good society, we need to support families, and anything that goes against family has to be fought with the strongest actions and words possible. Hello, my friends. We are here in Africa, and I wanted to give you a glimpse into the life of the church in Africa. There is a bishop, a major archbishop of Nairobi in Kenya. It is one of the principal dioceses in all of Eastern Africa. And it gives us a good glimpse into the reaction of the bishops here to what's going on in the church, especially with this whole LGBT nonsense going on on the inside. Hello, dear LifeSite family. The very first Christmas was a dark time. With the world in the clutches of a foreign and hostile power, and with religious leaders betraying God and their flocks at every opportunity. But yet, it was in that very time that the angels joyfully announced to the shepherds the birth of the long-awaited Messiah, the Holy One of Israel, Jesus the Christ. And we are in very similar times again. Millions of people worldwide are searching for truth and light as our fragile world seems to be growing darker by the day. Our work at LifeSite News results from an unwavering trust in our holy call to evangelize, to bring the world the truth, ultimately the fullness of the truth himself. At LifeSite, we pledge ourselves anew to boldly ring out the truth of Christ on life, faith, family, and freedom. We're in the midst of our second annual Gifts of Gratitude Christmas campaign and invite you to join us in celebrating LifeSite News' special way of sharing reflections and reactions directly from the heart about what truly motivates us here to work for you on the front lines of the culture war. So during our Christmas campaign, we must raise $750,000 in order to meet the minimum amount required to keep our news mission and operations going. So we rely on your gracious help and support to keep our truthful news mission going, especially as we close 2023 and embrace the lean and early winter months. This is our largest goal of the entire year and one that requires each of you to prayerfully consider a donation. Please know that any amount helps. To give your own personal gift of gratitude, you can donate by clicking on the big red banner at the main homepage of LifeSite News or the giving link that can be found below in the video description box. It is only through your love, prayers, and generous support for our mission that we are able to continue reporting the truth without compromise. This Christmas season, let each of us do what we can to be the light that we are called to be in this culture of darkness and so we can enable the truth himself to shine ever so brightly as a result. So I want to thank you so much for your unwavering support and continued prayers for LifeSite News. And I pray you have a happy and holy Christmas. May God bless you. Watch this clip. This is the Archbishop reacting to coming back from Prague, where he's speaking with cardinals and bishops, 
about these same issues. Have a look for yourself. When I was in Prague, I was almost like dead. I was almost like there, dead, because I was there with many cardinals and with many bishops, all know our, among ourselves. But when, what we went to discuss, it made me almost die. And it was, we are discussing about gender issues. We're discussing about gender, gender issues, gender and sex. And they said, what shall we do with these gender issues? In countries like America, a big percentage of young people may have been allowed to make decisions to choose whether to be a wife, to be a woman, or a ma man. If you are a man, you want to change to be a woman, it is up to you. But that's for life. That is for, for life. Did you hear that? He felt like he was going to die. So I wanted to speak with the Archbishop, Archbishop Philip Agnolo, about his take on what this means, what he means by that, what does he mean about defense of the family, and why is this so shocking for himself, for all the bishops of Africa. Hey, my friends, we are here in Nairobi, Kenya, and uh, we are at the office of the Archdiocese, and we are actually with the Archbishop Philip Agnolo, and uh, we're here to speak with him a little bit about things related to life and family issues. Thank you for being with us, Excellency. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, may I ask you for our many viewers uh, at home uh, in Canada, in the United States, in Europe, the African bishops, the bishops here in Kenya, have spoken strongly to support the family, uh, particularly uh, with regard to the woke movements of the world. What's your view with regard to family and the need to support the traditional family? Yeah, it is important to support the family and uh, to support the church because uh, within the church, within the family, we have the, the first church and the first faith of uh, uh, every human person. And that knowledge of God is uh, first and foremost in the family. Even without talking about it, we are already aware that uh, from our understanding and our deepest of faith, that God created man and he created man and woman in his own image and likeness. So in that manner, is like a, in that family is where God starts also creating that and reprocreating that image of uh, his, himself in the coming generations. And it can't be otherwise, uh, because that's the way God does it. And uh, for us, in the context of our faith here in Africa, uh, even as we go along with the spirit of synodality in the church, uh, we are very much convinced that uh, that is how the church should grow. It should be rooted and founded in the uh, principles and uh, uh, the dignity of uh, a family. So we cherish so much the uh, concept of a family as the first concept that God came up to uh, as he was creating the whole world. And that's concept that God gave to the world so that the world may procreate with him, may govern with him, may administer the creation with him. So we emphasize and uh, insist on that aspect of the natural family. Uh, and that is where what the African faith understands and that's where it's rooted. So we are happy 
that even as we are being called and uh, we are participating in the synodality, that is part of our condition. Our condition that we want to emphasize the concept of the family uh, uh, as God's own uh, uh, starting way, God's own initial way of creating humanity and creating all that we see in our in life. It's all rooted in the family. Beautiful. Now, what do you say about the pressure? America, um, Canada, Europe have been pressuring Africa, particularly Uganda, since they passed the anti-sodomy law. Um, there have been a lot of pressure, threats to withdraw aid and things like this. How how do you deal with that, and how what what do you have to say about that kind of pressure coming uh, from America? I think uh, we have to understand uh, with the with the pressure that go on, uh, they touch the family. But from the history also, I think Europe is very much to explain to us and made the developed world, not just Europe, but the first world. Maybe they have an example to explain to us and to show us, like uh, the more you destroy the family, the more even the kingdoms fall. The kings will fall because of the family that has fallen. Uh, anything that happens on the family, it brings down everything else, and it has to start again from the family as such. And uh, the kingdom of God, as itself, also is is being spent on the family as such. And uh, we should emphasize that aspect. Uh, it is obvious knowledge that uh, where the families have not been emphasized, or maybe they have been. Uh, misconceived or abuse and such like things, you know, many things don't go on. It may be economically progressive, but still it collapses. It may be economically, whatever progressive, but then it collapses because the family aspect is not, as God wants it, is not emphasized. So all these things you see, calling them whatever names you want to call them, so long as they are not focusing on that natural aspect of God's own knowledge and understanding of the family, they will just collapse. They will collapse. Yeah. God will catch up with the situation and they will collapse. Mm -hmm. you so we better emphasize on the way that we know God has given the deepest of our faith, the deepest of God's teaching to us. Yeah. You have the same pressures on uh, with regard to abortion as is come through on, on homosexuality. Um, what is the, you know, position here? How did the church here encourage people to have families still, to have children still, and never to resort to things like abortion? Yeah, the church, uh, the church, and uh, I think humanity also, also dictates that abortion is, is killing. Uh, and anything that interferes in, in that way, uh, the, between the relationship of man that is meant to procreate, is improper, inappropriate. And uh, uh, the church in, in, in Africa and, uh, and our faith also dictates to us that uh, we should follow the natural way of God's own uh, teaching. Uh, no, God doesn't come, doesn't need to come to teach us by every single word that he says, but nature also teaches us like uh, this is where God wants us to do. He spoke, he speaks very strongly in how we react with one another naturally without enforcing all these other artificial activities that comes on that come on and destroy the our, our humanity as such. God saves us by very nature that he himself so becomes human, born in our family, mm -hmm. eh, born in our family of Mary and Joseph. Eh, that was human act. And he became more human so that even eh, living on, in this world to save us, he had to pass through the difficulties and the challenges of the, 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 the humanity, humanity so that he may save us. So this cannot be ruled out 
because we want a bit of luxury here. We want a bit to change a human person to be to look like another god. There's no other god. There's only one god. There's one god here. So I think Africans we have that message for everybody. <laughs> There's only one god. <laughs> the god who created us, created man, human and man and woman, he created us. Africans, all other all people, all races, he created us one one family of God. And we should respect what, what he tells us. That is, that's a symbol, it's a symbol of that. If we start doing other things, uh, because of our intellectual ability and everything, we are building towers of Babel. And all those towers of Babel collapse so that God may start rebuilding and then founding a new. Uh, it happens. And you know, it happens when somebody has grown, even a person has grown so much, so they have withdrawn that idea of God in building all everything on God. And said, then after all, does it matter? God doesn't matter by that because of my intellectuality and of everything I'm doing on my own. And they reach at that level that they forget God in their lives. Yeah. And once God, you've forgotten his life and you have set him aside, you will go wrong. Mm-hmm. You will go wrong. Yeah. You will go wrong. So science can also lead us in that direction. That's why even as our faith is faith that uh, uh, encounters and counters the, the teachings of science. And the discoveries of human persons so that they may be in line with what God himself teaches. Yeah. We cannot be put aside from God. We cannot be separated from God because he created us human persons in his own image. He is, and God cannot destroy himself. Hmm. Uh, if you are destroying yourself as a human person, you are doing something against him. So it's like that. Beautiful. Yeah. You have a large... Um, number of seminaries, 75 mm-hmm. uh, from what you told me, um, and that's just wonderful. What um, what formation do you give them, and what are your hopes for your diocese here? Yeah, there are hopes for the diocese uh, to have more seminaries and to continue the activities of our mission. We want to thank, uh, in a special way, the missionaries who came to us. Uh, the missionaries brought us a wonderful thing, the gift of faith, the gift of faith. Uh, and they gave it without uh, counting on the costs. We, we didn't have anything. For, we, we, did, we, did not, uh, did, we, we did not have anything uh, that we, uh, we had to pay them. But they just came out of their own sheer love to bring the faith. And that's the best gift that we have. And this is the gift that us, we are training the seminarians, we want to give back to the world. <laughs> we want to give back to the world. The church in Africa is most available now as we go through the formation, through the seminaries, to prepare uh, uh, young people, even the whole church in, in Africa, to be to come on the, the waves of the on the ends of the shores of the lake to go back to the center where the faith is have come. Okay. You know, faith is like that water that moves from the ocean. In the morning, in the morning, it's away from the, the, the shores, and then in the evening, it comes back and it goes back to the center. And that's how the faith is. And, uh, we uh, we are sure we shall be there. We shall be there. We shall be there. We emphasize on the uh, basics and the foundations of faith in teaching the faith, and we encourage young people to understand that because in that they get their closeness and their relationship to God more than the distractions that come along uh, with the human growth. If I can ask you in closing, would you mind uh, giving a blessing to uh, to our people bless who are watching at home? People watching here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bless you and I want to wish you 
uh, happy preparation uh, this Advent season of Christmas. And you know, Christmas is a special moment in our lives when God himself, or God offers himself to us by becoming a son and a human person in our meeting so that we may learn to be human. We may learn to be human, not animals, not another thing, but human, with human hearts, and with human, mind, with human, human minds, with human souls, to continue serving him as such and to be like him. So with this, I want to wish you a happy Christmas and prosperous new year as we continue celebrating uh, the proceedings of the synodality. And may God bless you, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Archbishop Philip, thank, thank you, you so very much. God bless you. Thank you. But we're not done yet. The Archbishop's secretary is a Father Michael Indichu, and he went totally viral with this clip that was aired not only all around Africa, it also made it to the U.S. and other countries. Take a look. When we judge by our conscience, if a government, any government at a given time, enacts rules that are against three things which are highlighted in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. One, if the laws are contrary to moral order, we are not obliged to obey such government. If the government enacts rules that are against the fundamental rights of a human person, the dignity of human person, me and you as Christians, we are not obliged to obey such kind of government. And the third instance or circumstance is when any government at any time enacts the laws that are against the teaching of the gospel, we are not obliged to obey such government. There is no way when the government will come and enact the rules against human life, the sacredness of human life, and say it is right to do abortions, it is right to do euthanasia, and so on, to do the cloning, and so on, we have no moral obligation to obey such government. When we are being forced or any government can force us, for us to receive aids and development projects, we must agree to support the Western ideologies that are bored by our Christian teaching, our African culture, we cannot be able because they goes against the teaching of gospel, and that become morally repugnant, and we are not obliged to obey such. Them, those who enact such rules, they carry the image of God. They are not God themselves. They need to obey the natural law, the defined rule, as has been stipulated by God himself. So I spoke with Father Ndichu if he could give us a few more details on just what he meant. So, um, Father Mike Ndishu from the Catholic Archdiocese of Nairobi, and I work as Administrative Secretary for the Archdiocese and also for the Archbishop of Nairobi. During this time of Advent, uh, we continue to thank God as we prepare ourselves for the birth of our Lord Jesus, and most importantly, is to prepare our hearts that we can receive him holy in our hearts and 
accepting and reparations should also help us to live a very good Christian life. One of the challenges that we're experiencing at this point in the history of humanity is a challenge to the family. We know the family is the basic cell of any society. Without good family, there is no good society. There is no good such as, as church as such. And therefore, it is always important to go back to the family the way God intended it to be is a gift that he has bequeathed to us as a human race. And therefore, we need to defend human family, the dignity of human family, and appreciate family as a gift. We all know that we have come from family. When we do away with the family, we do away with the society at large, and even refuse the gift that God has given us. There are so, so many challenges that are emanating or coming up against the, the family. And this needs to be fought with the strongest way possible. One of the threats to the Christian family today is the issue of LGBTQ+, which is, for me, a dissertation of Christian family and a Christian marriage. From the very beginning, we know we are all created Imago Dei, in the image and the likeness of God, that we need to value that image in us, that image of God in us, and appreciate that gift he has given to us. As there are people who are advocating for the right of such groups, but I can only say, we, cannot, we can only claim right to be a health society. The WHO defined what a human right is. And there is no way you can claim a right to be sick and say, that is a human right. LGBTQ+, and such ideologies, for me, they are antithesis to human family. They do not advocate any value, and actually they are abomination to the plan of God for creation. And therefore, we need to come very strong and be very strong, especially from even our African perspective, where such cultures like LGBTQ are abhorred by our own culture. The Christian uh, teaching, the church teaching, and even within the scripture themselves, such ideologies of same-sex union, they are strongly condemned by the Bible. And if they are condemned by the Bible, and this is the soul of everything that we do, we cannot come and purport to accept them. Then we'll be going against the will of God. There are those who are saying it is their right to do this. But if it is something that goes against the defined law, the natural law, and what God constituted us to be, then it is still the main abomination. No matter how much we try to sugarcoat it, such ideology, it is not compatible with the will of God. And therefore, as Christians and people of goodwill, we need, if we want to have a very good society, we need to support families. And anything that goes against family has to be fought with the strongest actions and words possible. Apart from that is that we pray that we may align ourselves with the will of God and accept that really a family is a gift we need to cherish. 
And those coming up with such ideologies or those who have found themselves, especially our young people, who have been uh, off the line and the rail, perhaps because of the modern culture, they have forgotten about themselves. The church is a mother, our own parishes, our own families. We have a lot to pray to help them to live according to the will of God without justifying whatever they are doing. This demand also that they need to take responsibility of their lives and we can do that especially when we remain uh, strong within our family setting. Thank you. In addition to Father Ndichu, who is the Archbishop's Secretary, the head of the bishop's office for life and family in his diocese is Father Simon Kamome. And uh, Father Simon uh, also explained to us his take on defense of the family in the archdiocese. Have a listen. My name is Father, Reverend Father Simon Peter Kamome. I uh, serve here the Holy Family Mayna Basilica in Nairobi. I have also been charged with the responsibility of uh, coordinating the family life department in the Archdiocese of Nairobi. So I'd like to thank uh, His Grace, the Archbishop uh, Philip Agnolo, uh, for giving, giving us uh, as priests uh, this challenge uh, of setting up the, the family life department office. And uh, one thing I would say is that uh, family life uh, is a very important uh, um, uh, uh, very important uh, uh, work to be done in the church because we cannot do proper evangelization unless we start from uh, the down there uh, in the families, in the families, and so we have really to uh, to strengthen the families. We have uh, also to protect uh, the families against. Uh, uh, some of the, you know, like uh, worldly uh, negative forces that are, of course, working against uh, the, 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 the family life and the uh, marriage and, and, and family. And uh, family being a domestic church, you know, like that is where we should all start by inculcating the Christian, you know, culture, inculcating the Christian values, you know, in the life of the children so that uh, every family should have. Uh, uh, the the Christian philosophy, or rather, children should be socialized through uh, Christian culture. Christian culture, uh, uh, we thank God, like us, so most of us who are the priests, uh, we come from very staunch uh, Catholic families, Catholic families, and that is why we still, by God's grace, feel uh, more and more strengthened, and uh, we have that foundation from our own families. And that is why, personally, I would like God that uh, uh, God is, has given us this opportunity. And so we, 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 we should continue uh, to, uh, to admit, to admit the, the marriages and the families. And it's also a, a challenge upon us as, as priests, uh, those who are doing evangelization, to ensure that we prepare, prepare the couples well. And to ensure that we don't make it, don't make it casual, you know. Uh, you know, the, we should prepare them well. They should be. It should be very clear 
all their uh, noble responsibility as uh, as couples in marriage and also as parents as parents so we should uh, prepare them very well so that they can also become uh, effective and proper instruments of evangelization within the family and of course uh, beyond their their own families as christians you know in the church and uh, just uh, in line with the with the, with the pope francis uh, call that the, all the people of God should work together, the, 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 the synod, the spirit of synod, uh, we should ensure that uh, members of the same family are working together. You know, the parents and their children, they are working together, they are sharing the Christian life together. Uh, so they, they, they should enjoy uh, rather being together and experiencing uh, the joys of, of, of salvation. Of salvation. So that's uh, for me, that is where the church should start the evangelization. And even the pastoral programs that we have, uh, largely the pastoral programs are supposed to be uh, actually uh, programs that uh, address uh, the family family issues. Yeah? Family issues. And that is what is going to ensure that even the church, you know, the larger you know family of the church. We be strong because we have strong and you know, uh, families where my people are well enlightened in their in their faith and uh, uh, and especially the, the the parents. For me, when uh, people are complaining about the young people, uh, for me I know uh, the people who are failed fast are the parents because parents have to become uh, spiritual mentors. The spirits have to be to be to be to, to model to, to you know like to model their, their children to be to become models of the Christian faith. Children have to observe; they have to experience. You know, not a matter of just telling them what to do, but when they are you know like reinforced by their by their parents. And as I I, have, I, I said earlier on, you know, like uh, for me, I see this because it is the experience I have. You know, you know like uh, you know what I experience in the farm, of course. I, when I was young, I was feeling that the parents were too strict. But uh, that, that's for me, that's okay. Because children will come to realize this later on, later on in their life. So today I appreciate uh, my late dad and my mother. And uh, for us, uh, for me, I know like uh, even the, 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 the sizes of the families, you know, like uh, I, whenever I prepare couples for, for marriage, I ask them just I, uh, you know, how many children are you going to have? But you can see people have become so secular, so secular in their thinking, because most of them will tell me, Father, I would like to have one or two children. And then I always ask them, mm, what criteria have you used? You know, like, because our parents used to, and that is still the same uh, understanding, because uh, uh, children are supposed to be actually, uh, to be seen as gifts from God. But today, most couples, they don't see them as gifts. In fact, they see them as burdens, you know? And uh, people will justify, you know, and even try to rationalize and think, say that uh, they don't have enough resources. But our parents did have. But they knew that God would provide. And actually, God provided. And that is why we, we were there. I know, like, my family, we are 11 in the family. Wow. Well, and today... <laughs> I see my mother there and the grandchildren, great grandchildren there. Uh, when I celebrate Mass for them uh, over Christmas, I mean, uh, after Christmas for Thanksgiving, it is a wonderful thing. You can see it. But of course, people have to accept that there was sacrifice before. 
you celebrate. You have to do a lot of sacrifice. And that is what many people are avoiding today. And without sacrifice, there's no glory. There's no life without sacrifice. In fact, we celebrate uh, church. We celebrate uh, because, uh, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a consequence of, of the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the same thing, all of us, even us as priests, we have to be ready to sacrifice ourselves a lot, a lot, a lot. And God will always be, be with us. So I'd say that uh, all, all of us, we should uh, focus, focus on family. But for me, I'm, I'm, I'm planning even to, uh, to, 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 to suggest to the Archbishop, uh, Philip, that uh, in the Archdiocese of Nairobi, we... We try to consecrate all the families and to enthrone all the families in the, of course, in the kingship of Christ. Christ to become the king of every, of every family. So Christ becomes, you know, to be enthroned, becomes now their focus in, 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 in that family. Uh, so that, of course, then we also bring in the idea of Mother Mary, because, you know, Mother Mary, I remember for us, I would say we were forced by my, my mother and my father to pray a rosary every day. We were literally forced when we were young. And I got it. I got it from there. So we should consecrate our families and we should have programs in the family. Programs. The programs that will help the parents and the children to remain united. I always tell people when people when people are able to eat together, you pray together, you work together, you socialize, and you you know you do everything together. That is how we can pray. I mean, uh, kind of uh, promote the the, the 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 Christian unity in the families. This is what is going now to bring out the, the Christian values. <laughs> values, even if there are challenges in the world, but where the children have a proper Christian foundation. Even if they are being influenced by media and other other forces in the world, they will still remain strong somehow. And even they, even if they deviate, they will still come back because they have it. You know, you cannot give what you don't have. But when they have it, they will still have it all the all the way in, the, in their in their life. So uh, I would uh, encourage all Christians, all Catholics especially, all the Catholics, to really uh, actually. Uh, underscore the importance of, uh, of the family, of the family, and for us priests, uh, that is where the, our greatest challenge actually is in terms of evangelization. When we preach there at the pulpit, uh, it is not enough. We have to go down to, to where the, 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 the families, uh, families are. And so let's continue to pray, and uh, we encourage all the people, all the people to bring, to bring uh, together all the forces that we have, all the, all the resources that we have, uh, so that uh, we can uh, do this very basic uh, evangelization uh, in, in, the family, in the families. And all these other forces that we have, you know, like uh, in, the, in the world, secular, and uh, all these, uh, when we are strong, when we are strong, you know, when the, that characterization of Christian life has been built in the, in the, in the, in the, in the family, we, we, we are going to, to remain firm. Farm and uh, we will see the product. And uh, as I say, we see we see children from the Catholic families like that, and uh, they, 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 they are still very firm, even if it doesn't matter whatever is happening in the world. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, my friends, for joining us for this in-depth look into the African church in one of the principal dioceses here in Eastern Africa, 
And that take gives us a very good glimpse, not only as to what the church in Africa thinks of what's going on, but what the traditional faith thinks of what's going on, because this is where the faith is being maintained. Please pray for uh, Archbishop Agnolo, all the bishops of Africa, as they minister to us with the truth as one of the last voices in the church still speaking the truth on the issue of family. May God bless you all, and from Africa. See you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.